How am I doing, Jordan? How do I sound? All right? Beautiful. Huh? I love that song, uh, Shadow He Won't Light Up, Lie He Won't Tear Down, Mountain You Won't Climb Up. Fits perfect for this area. So, Wall You Won't Kick Down. This picture, Jesus kicking down a wall to get to us. That's the God we serve. And that's, I just, I love those uh, pictures, uh, illustrations of uh, this God that we come here to, to learn about. Um, I just read from today's uh, devotion from David Jeremiah. It says, The nature of Scripture taken is that it is breathed out by God and inspired by the Holy Spirit. It deserves to be read, demands to be obeyed, and delights in those who seek out its truths. Um, we know in Second uh, Timothy 3.16, it talks about the, the Scripture is God-breathed. And I always bring that up is that um, it's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We attended a Bible study one time, and the, they didn't know what the pastor believed about Scripture. They didn't know what they believed about Scripture. So I want to clarify from here. We believe that this is the in, inerrant, infallible Word of God that we're going to speak from today. And um, so that if, if that's the truth, then we can apply it to our lives and said, um, share it with those around us, live it out. And uh, so... The title of this message is got up there, teach, teach Me, Lord Jesus. All right, let's pray. Father, we do pray today that you'll teach us, Father, from your holy word. Teach us truth. Teach us about who you are, Father, and then teach us about who we are in Christ Jesus. We know who we were, Father, before you came into our lives. We know our BC days, and, and we thank you for the forgiveness of those days, and we just thank you, Father that you want to teach us, that, that nothing that gets in the way, Father, would stop you from coming to us and, and uh, showing us the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So we pray today, Father, that, you, that one word spoken, one word sung, one word prayed, that each and every person could apply one word today to their lives, Father, and that would make them stand a little stronger in Christ Jesus. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. So the first uh, scripture is Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse, uh, I got 11 through 14. 11 says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, the false witness has risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would, have, uh, I, would have lost, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And uh, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and you shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And I like that part where it says about in the land of the living. So we're, we all know about heaven. We got the promise of heaven. But God wants to speak to us now in the land of the living. He wants to help us now walk on that straight and narrow path that he has set up for us. He wants us now to recognize who he is and, again, recognize who we are in Christ Jesus. I think that's the, the goal is to understand now who we are. There was a, a man that committed some terrible crimes, and he, he passed away this week. And I, and I comment, oh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And I'm thinking, that was terrible. Because I don't know what happened after 
his, he was in jail for 17 years. He might have turned from his wicked ways. In those last 17 years, he could have lived them honoring Christ. So that was my BC. That was my uh, coming back to the flesh. So I recognized and had to tell, uh, tell Josh and Charlie and Mike, and say, that was a terrible statement I made. I'm sorry, you know. So we recognized, you know, we knew who we were, and now who we are. And um, I just think that's how God wants to teach us about who we are. And I think that's what we need to know, who we are now. In the land of the living, the now, we want to know now who we are and to understand. So God wants to teach us through these, just from these couple of verses, uh, teach us his way, teach us to believe that, he is the, that what he says is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And then this one here, we love this one. It says on verse 14, wait on the Lord. You know, we're big, big, big time waiters. We love to wait, you know, and especially uh, New Yorkers, we love to wait. That's just our favorite thing to do, wait online. Even today, we went to McDonald's and uh, they had to pull. Can you pull up front? They said, we just want a cup of coffee. Yeah, the coffee's not ready yet. I was like, it is a fast food restaurant, isn't it? You know, we... So we wait for a coffee, and Lori said, you'd think they would have gave us a muffin or something for waiting for a cup of coffee, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we're not big. We don't like to wait, you know. And um, sometimes God, he uses the waiting. We know that. But um, it's not really our, our favorite thing to do. So to believe, believe God's way and then to wait on him because he's got, that's the hard part, I think, with us and God is that God's always the God of the big picture. He wants to show us the big picture. Sometimes we want to just know what's going on today, now. But he says, but he's preparing us for something else, or he's got another plan in mind for us. And so we have to wait a time, so he's teaching us. Um, and then let's turn to Psalm 86. Psalm 86, 6 and 7. It says, give ear, O Lord, to my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplication. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you and you will answer me. And I think that's the thing we have to recognize, that the God, he says, call to me, you know, all you, you know, call on my name. He's waiting for us to give him a call, you know, ask God. And I think that's what, when we run into the trials and tribulations of life, is who do we, who are we going to run to? And uh, that's what the, the footnote in here says, um, we're always, uh, he wants us not to uh, wait, um, but to come to him. Don't go to the world first, and then when all the things are worn out, then say, God, I need your help. We need to turn to God first, and he says, turn to me, you know, and, uh, and call to me, and I will help you in the situation. And, uh, and then to believe, again, to believe that this God is for us, that this God will, um, what do you say? He'll light up, the, he'll, no shadow he won't light up, no mountain he won't climb up. That's the God we serve. So if we recognize that, um, who he is, and understand, again, who we are, then we'll say, you know what? If he says that, then I'm going to call on his name. Um, we're picking on the, a couple of Yankees. Uh, one of the Yankees went 0 for 4 yesterday. I, was, I don't know what's going on there, but we were saying, what's he doing today? He went 0 for 4 yesterday, uh, or, or seller, our third base, star third baseman. And I was like, so what's he doing today? We're projecting that. He's in the batting cage right now because the game's at 1 o'clock, making adjustments because that's what they do, right? You go for 4, you got to make adjustments. So I was just thinking that's what we do when we go through trials and tribulation. And a trial and a tribulation doesn't have to be a disaster. A trial is any pressure. 
Don't raise your hands, the Baptist church, but anybody got any pressure today? Any pressures or of any kind? I mean, just read the newspaper or just glance at the headline. Don't even bring it home and you're going to have pressure, you know. So when we have pressures in our life, we need to come to Christ Jesus, come to God and say, God, help me to make adjustments. Help me to adjust the, my attitude, the thoughts in my mind. Help me to adjust to you and what you're about. And then I could uh, understand a little bit more about who he is and then understand who we are. So we call to him and we believe. And we have to remember that God has our best interest in mind. So that's the whole thing. God's the God of the big picture. He's got our best interest in mind. Sometimes we want to take care of something right now and then. But God's looking down the road. He's looking way down and he, he's got our best interest in mind. So that's when we have to... Um, Again, call to him to believe, and as we call, we believe, and we develop that relationship, and that's what it's about. Uh, we were discussing in one of our meetings last uh, week, what's the difference between a Bible study and, what was the term? Small groups. Bible study, you come, we pray, we open this word up. Small groups is about developing relationships with each other. God wants to develop our relationship with him. He wants us to know who he is and who we are, and it's all about relationships. When you think about that, that's what it's about, relationships, not, not just uh, what you can get or give, or the, but who we are, and we're, um, to understand who our relationships are with Christ as God develops them in us. So as we call on him, we believe, and we develop that relationship with Christ Jesus. We were picking on the disciples today because it's like they spent all this time with him. Why didn't they recognize certain things, you know, and which is easy to do, and then we apply it to our lives when we do the same thing. But, you know, they spent all these time, three years with them, even meals with them. Why didn't they understand, you know? Well, same way today, the same reason we don't understand all the time. But as we develop that relationship, so, again, the Psalms are teaching us to call to him, to, uh, to believe, to wait when we have to, and then as, as God um, instructs us and teaches us to make adjustments in our life. To, to honor him and glorify his name. Psalm 25 the, is the next one. Again, they're all from King David, who at times he had it together, and at times he was the same as us, same as everybody else. So Psalm 25, 4 and 5, and it says, Show me your way, O Lord. Teach me your path, and lead me in, the, in your truth, and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation, and on you I will wait all the day. So as David just calls on God to say, you know, show me, you know, show me. Because, you know, we joke about that at work that sometimes I'm from, where am I from? Missouri. Was that the show me state? I, I can't picture it the way sometimes these other guys do. Josh and Charlie, they, they see it. And I was like, I don't, I don't see it. You got to show me. Give me a sample. Make me up a little mock template or something. Um, I have to do that. But that's okay. God wants to, he wants to show us, in our, you know, he wants to teach us to walk in those straight and narrow paths. He wants to lead us into all truth. Isn't that what we want? Um, we're building a building across the street here, and uh, the archi- we go back and forth with the architect lady and the, and the engineers, and she says, the codes keep changing. It's like hitting a moving target. Every time we go to do something, it changes. And she says, but what is the truth? And that's what you know, we need to know in our own lives. Is, and God wants to show us what is the truth. And uh, so we can live out the truth and understand um, 
what, what it is, and then we can apply it to our lives and walk in that. So, as David says, show me your ways, teach me your paths, Lord, and lead me into your truth. So, it, as it says in Psalms here, call to God as we trust to God more, and he leads us, as our band says, trust God more. And then that relationship with God grows. Our relationship with him grows. And that we can be, you know, he refers to us as friend. And, uh, and we said, is God your friend? And as our relationship grows, as he delivers us from these trials and tribulations of just called life, we understand more about who he is. Again, I'll never refer to him as the man upstairs or my mate or anything else. That's, that's, no, that's not the way I see it. We still honor and respect who he is. But we apply everything he teaches us to us and then live out this life that, uh, to honor him, to glorify his holy name, and to respect his holy word that he has for us. So David taught us, he's teaching us through those Psalms to believe, uh, to do things God's way, to wait, to call on him, and to trust. Um, now we're going to turn to Paul. Paul's got his ways. He's going to teach us now. So Philippians 1.21 Okay, so Philippians 1.21, and it says here, and just the, just the first part, for to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. But we want to focus on here, to live, is, to live is Christ. So that's our goal, to live like Christ, to live and honor Christ, to live that he is our, our focus and our understanding. He calls us friend. He's our best friend. He'll take care of us. He'll, he wants to help us and walk with us. But he's also got our big picture in mind, and we don't always know what that looks like, but we know that he says um, to live as Christ, to live in the, like him, and, to, and he's, our, he's our God in heaven, and he died in our place, but to live as Christ, to live is Christ, and I think that's our focus here, and that's our goal, to love, honor, and obey Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, and then uh, Paul teaches us Philippians uh, 3, Three, eight, nine, and ten says. Uh, so uh, Paul is teaching us. He says, "Yet indeed, I also count all things, the loss of the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith." that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. So I just think that um, excellence of the knowledge of Christ, excellence of to know that the knowledge of who he is and recognize that, who, that he's got the best for us and he wants, to live our, wants us to live out our lives that honor and respect him. And he's got a plan for our lives um, to gain true understanding of Christ Jesus and I think as we when we understand we could sing those songs that Charlie played today we could sing them with all our hearts because we truly believe those words we apply them to our lives and we could say you know what I believe that so you could sing it out with all you want and then then when we're done singing Scott will stand up and raise his hand and he'll clap nice and loud because he just loves those songs you know 
Um, and then that I may know him. And I think that's the greatest thing is to know someone and to, to truly know this God that died in our place that wants the best for us. Um, I just think that, you know, um, to know God. Is, you know, one guy was... Um, the guy was bragging on his and his father one day, and he says, oh, my dad knows so-and-so. And, and he says, wow, that's amazing. And the other guy says, my dad knows God, you know. And it's like, wow, that's just, it would be nice for our kids to brag on that. So wait a second, my dad knows God, you know. And um, so, again, to, to love, honor, and obey Christ Jesus our Lord. Gain that true understanding that I may know him and, and, and know the power of his resurrection. And then, uh, it's not on the screen, but on, uh, in the verse, uh, one of our favorite, got to have a favorite verse. Uh, Mark 4.41 is when the disciples are out in the boat and Jesus is asleep on a pillow. They had to throw that pillow in there. So he's sleeping in the back of the boat and he's resting his head on a pillow, right? So they're making him look soft, right? And then the waves come up and then they wake him up and say, Jesus, don't you know we're perishing? The waves are coming over the sides of the boat. So you just picture the white caps coming over the sides of the boat and then he stands up and says, you have little faith. And he says, just relax. He says, I got this, you know. And then he says to them, and then they say to each other, that's why I left. So the, it's calm. Just picture, I'm picturing the wave from Hawaii 5.0, you know, coming down. And Jesus says, stop. And then it becomes like Mirror Lake, you know, on a, a day with no song. He just stops the waves. You know, we got many people that brag on certain things, but I never heard anybody bragging that they can stop the wind and the waves, you know. So he just says, stop to the waves. And then they say to each other, and I love, love being part of this conversation, who can this be that even the sea and the obey him? And I was like, that's the God we serve. Oh, yeah, that's my God. Even the sea obeys him. Can, he can just stop the sea. And I just think that's just amazing because there's some amazing things out there that we see, but I've never seen anybody talk to the waves and tell them to stop and cease. You've seen those waves in Hawaii, Ed, right? I think, could God just tell him to sit still and, and be like a lake with just no ripple? You know, that would be amazing, you know. So Philippians, turn to Philippians 4.11. 4.11 through 13 says, So not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to, to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I just think the Apostle Paul that wrote, I think it's 13 books of the Bible, the man that wrote 13 books of the Bible and penned them says, I have learned. I said, I think we're in good company. You know, so we need to learn. You know, Again, learn um, to... Uh, he says it twice, so I guess, you know, when they repeat something, that's good for us. Learn to be content. Of course, the joke is, obviously, Paul wasn't from Texas, right? Because Texans are only content in Texas, as we found out. We had two Texas pastors come through here. Um, anyway, to, to be content. And uh, God has our best interest in mind. And contentment is not one of our big, um, big uh, strong points, usually. And then to realize our strength comes from um, our spiritual, emotional, and physical strength comes from Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know. um, in what, in uh, Peter joins in. So we had, David was teaching us how to, to teach us, and now Philippians is uh, Paul teaching us. And then 
in uh, 2 Peter 3.18, Peter joined in and he says, in the last verse that Peter writes in the book, he says, grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ Jesus. Again, so Peter joins in at that. And then another verse that I love is John 10.10, and it says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And I think about it, you know, like a high school graduation or a college graduation. What if you stood up and said, I want to have an abundant life? And uh, I think everyone would cheer, right? Of course we want to have an abundant life. But the question is, what is the abundant life? Uh, Mark, I changed my illustration. It's the two days of a man's life used to be the day he buys a boat and day he sells a boat. I'm changing it to a ping pong table. The day he buys a ping pong table and the day he tries to give it away, you know. <laughs> we got one downstairs if anybody's looking for one. Every yard sale, everybody calls up. Joe Ginsburg had one for us. He said, I got a ping pong table. Can I put it in the yard sale? We already got one, Joe. You can't, you know. So, but, um, but what is an abundant life? You know, what is our abundant life? We know it's not things and stuff, you know. I mean, Jim's happy to get rid of that van, but he's got to have another one with a payment and it's going to need to be uh, taken care of and, you know, things and stuff get in the way. Um, Steve, Steve Meyer still got two houses, right, Steve? Still got to take care of those houses. They're beautiful, but you still got to maintain them. So what is the abundant life? And I just think that's part of our, that's our goal in life is to find out the abundant life in Christ Jesus, not the abundant life of things and stuff and the rich and famous have to go through. But what is that abundant life? I think it is as we grow in the knowledge of Christ Jesus, our Lord, as we recognize who we are in Christ Jesus. We know who we were. We know the mistakes we made, the the thoughts we had. But who are we now in Christ Jesus? So God, show us the abundant life. And I just think uh, uh, the abundant life is that we we believe all Scripture is true, that we live as Christ, we recognize the knowledge of Christ, to gain understanding of who he is, to learn to be content because he is with us. That's why we can be content. To know the ways of doing life, we've got to know how to do life in Christ Jesus. And that's part of the, um, the trials and tribulations of life, knowing how to do it God's way. And it uh, doesn't always line up with, uh, never lines up with the world's way necessarily. But to know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and to have life, and to have it more abundantly. And I just think that's what um, it's about. The abundant life is understanding, again, who Christ Jesus is, who we are, and then understand that. And that's what we are, it says iron sharpens iron, that we need to sharpen one another in the word and help each other to, to walk in that straight and narrow path and understand again who we are in Christ Jesus. So that's the abundant life. Um, so I'm going to pray, and then Charlie's going to play, and then Melinda, if you come up, we'll have the, the altar will be open for prayer time. If anybody's got any, you got a trial or tribulation, you want to come and kneel at the altar, you're free to do that. If you'd like to pray with me or with Melinda, you could do that. And as Charlie prays, uh, plays, we'll, um, we'll have the altar open, and I'll pray for us now. Father, thank you for this time as we gather in your name, Father. So teach us again, Father, how to live life to the fullest, how to understand who we are in Christ Jesus Thank you, Father, for the forgiveness of sins, the forgiveness of mistakes, and we thank you that you're our God and that we're your people. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.